What's up, everybody? So glad to have you here. And we have a wonderful new episode that came from a conversation that I had on the radio station here in um, on Dubai Eye Radio. And I thought, you know what? This is a perfect topic for the podcast. So I wanted to bring that in. So today's episode is going to be the difference between confidence and self-esteem. Now, a lot of us get the words intertwined. We use it kind of in the same context and really digging deeper into this There is a big, big difference between the word confidence and self-esteem, what it stands for, what it represents. And I think it's really important for all of us to know the difference because it changes the way we look at situations. So that is something that I thought was very, very powerful. And it actually came up during the interview on the radio. And I thought, boom, we need to know about this. It just happened to come out in the conversation. It wasn't even planned, but it happened to be. And I thought, all right, here we go. We're going to elaborate. So let's start with defining confidence, self-confidence. And it is a feeling of trust in one's own abilities, qualities, and judgment. So it's kind of like a measurement of trust or faith in your own abilities. So you can be confident in um, a certain task or ability that you have in sales or in public speaking or in, uh, you know, selling donuts, who knows. Um, But it is a task that you are really good at. Now, the big difference when it comes to self-esteem is Self-esteem is more of a sense of self. So it's how you feel about yourself overall. So that's thoughts, emotions, and a big, big, big thing that I think is so important to realize is that in self-esteem, it influences how you perceive others around you and the world. So depending on your self-esteem, if we really look at this, if you have low self-esteem, you're probably going to rate yourself a little lower in, in, a, in the same group of whatever it is that we're measuring. If you had a higher self-esteem, you would probably rate yourself a lot higher knowing that the, the same that there's no difference with those around you. It's just the way that you're looking at yourself and those around you from overall how you are feeling. So during the conversation on the radio station, I thought this was really important. Um, it was brought up like, it's it's like, how can you show it in like one sentence or two sentences? And one way that was explained was confidence, for example, for a public speaker is saying, oh my gosh, I'm really nervous about um, today's engagement and I know that I'm good at it but I'm still a little nervous. Now self-esteem is saying gosh no one's going to care how I speak they're not going to listen to me am I even good enough to be here 
Uh, I shouldn't be here. There's others that are better than me. What am I thinking? So the difference overall is that in with confidence, you know you're good at it and it is still something that you're willing to try if you're not as good as other people. Whereas self-esteem is really overall almost closer to self-worth. So here's the thing. When you have a healthy self-esteem, you tend to be more confident. So for example, if you're like bad in math, you may have low confidence on solving math problems, but you still have a healthy self-esteem. So overall, you know that you're still amazing and worthy and deserving, but you also acknowledge and are aware that you're not so great at math. So when it comes to really looking at the difference of both of them. I think it's so important to see the definition of both and the aha moment for a lot of people. Um, Because when you realize you're not good at a particular task, for example, I'm not really good with finances, it can affect, if you don't really know the difference, you can use that where I'm not good at finances, well, then I'm not good at with anything else. I suck. Um, to where you can actually separate it now and and really give yourself a fair chance because you can honestly say, you know, I'm not really good with finances and numbers, but I know that I'm smart enough and intelligent enough to hire the right person or to learn um, you know, the new technique or the new QuickBooks or whatever it is. So you you don't give up fully on yourself. You just know that's not something I'm good at, but I know I'm still great at other things. So it's that self-esteem that is really needed when you focus on whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish in life. And this really can be um, whether if you're trying to get into a relationship or maintain your relationship, uh, whether it's your career where you're trying to climb up the career ladder or get into a position where, you know, your your self-esteem is really important because that is when somebody's going to buy into that, where they may be confident in your skill set in how good you are um, with whatever uh, task or capability or skill set that is required. Um, But I feel like your self-esteem kind of gets you through the door. Now, having worked in HR before, I can tell you that this is a big, big, big one. Um, And it didn't really hit me until I start after the conversation that I had because I realized, you know, there's a lot of people that would come into an interview and they were the best at whatever they were doing, like programming or um, sales or whatever it was, like their numbers were great or they did really well, but their interview skills or self-esteem, you can tell it wasn't fully there when they were in front of um, whoever was interviewing, whether it was myself or other people there with me. And it really shows you that, you know what, afterwards I realized, you know what, even though people were really, really good at whatever task it was, the the confidence in themselves as far as more focused on the self-esteem piece. Now, the confidence they had in whatever task they could do was great, 
But when the self-esteem was not fully there, it was, it, um, we almost kind of went with the other candidate, which was a little bit more balanced. They maybe weren't the best programmer, but their self-esteem was pretty high. And so you kind of feel like, I trust this person a little bit more um, in their capability. So overall, who they thought they were was a better feeling for the person who was interviewing. So I think it's really important to kind of look at your life and really look at what is it that I'm kind of just grouping all together and it's affecting my self-esteem. So, you know, for a lot of people that have lost their jobs or haven't been able to find a job and, you know, their their confidence in whatever ability that they, ha- they have is probably not going to get any lower than it already is, right? Because if you're a good accountant, you're a good accountant. But your self-esteem might be hurting a little bit. Your self-esteem might be affected uh, by, gosh, how am I going to pay the bills? Like overall, when am I going to find the next job? Am I even good enough for the next job? Oh my gosh, there's going to be a hundred other accountants applying for this. That's where you see the difference. And to help you a little bit um, with that, I think a big part of it is really looking at, you know, even the example that I gave about, you know, the math problem, uh, you know, you might not be really good at math and you do have low confidence on, on solving, solving, excuse me, on solving math problems, but you do have a healthy self-esteem. You still know that you're awesome and that, you know, you're worthy of something completely different. Now, I can honestly say, I think this was a big one um, for me when it came to um, when I was interviewing for a high-end luxury company. One, I had zero confidence in um, myself when they even approached me for it because I had never worked with high-end luxury. I didn't even, I had no idea what that even meant. Like what brands were that? I have no clue. Um, So in knowing that, I had a very, very low confidence in myself when it came to the industry because I had never worked in it before. But what I realized afterwards is that I, overall, my self-esteem was pretty healthy. I don't want to say high because it wasn't, Uh, but it was a healthy self-esteem where I thought, you know what, no matter if they throw me into this, I'm going to learn how to do it because that's the type of person that I am. Even though I don't have experience in this particular industry, I know that I can jump in and learn quickly and just get on my feet and just keep it going. I'm not afraid of challenges. And so Overall, my self-esteem was pretty healthy, yet I felt really, really low, uh, low confidence on working in that industry. Now, I will tell you this, when I walked away from that interview, immediately I thought I for sure did not get that position. One, I don't even have any experience in that industry. And two, it was the worst interview that I felt for myself because instead of an interview I felt like I was getting um, interrogated so it was like I had to prove myself worthy but in the end knowing that 
I got the position and I was able to work in it. I was freaking out. I'm not going to lie because I thought, oh my gosh, I what? I got the position. I didn't expect it. Um, and at the end of the day, that was the whole point is that now that I look at different situations, I realize I was low on on confidence, but my self-esteem was pretty healthy. And so that I feel kind of sent me over the edge as far as them moving, you know, moving me to the next uh, the next step, uh, round two, and then finally, you know, at the end, getting the position. Uh, but it's that fearlessness in me. It's that challenge, that risk taker piece that really helped me be successful in that, in what I was doing. So I really, really encourage you, if you're feeling a little eh nowadays, a little stagnant, a little not really yourself, I really encourage you to take a look at the things that you feel that you say to yourself like, oh man, I suck at this, is being able to separate the I suck at this, but I know that I'm a, um, you know, a great uh, whatever else that you do. Uh, any other personality traits that you know help you kind of get that, separate that and like get it overall who you are, your worthiness. So that's something that's really, really important that I find even for kids when they know, for example, that they in school, they're not really good in science or they're not really good in math, that you as a parent are able to tell them you may not be good at math or science, but you are so amazing at reading, at art, at, uh, you know, physical activities or a sport. So that they know that overall, their worthiness is should still be there. Not necessarily from just a task or an ability that they have. So it is important that we see the difference and be really, really conscious about how we use it in our everyday life and how we describe um, the, the things that we are not really great at and we just dig ourselves deeper and deeper when we're like, oh my gosh, I didn't get that position or I didn't get the money that I wanted. I'm not making the stuff that I, you know, the money that I want. And knowing, yes, I may be a little uh, running low on confidence on that, but overall, I know that I'm an awesome person and that in any moment when I get hired or when I make my, you know, my next sale, it's going to be great. I'm going to be okay because I, you know, whatever it is, it it's helps you to get yourself out of, it's almost like a, a spiral effect that once you start like, oh man, I wish this, this hasn't happened and now this, and you just kind of, you almost find things to confirm that you are not amazing or that you suck at something. And that's not the point. But it's the stuff that we do without even thinking about it. We're not conscious that we're doing it. I find myself doing it when things start coming up. But at the moment where I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing? I may not be good at that. Like I know, for example, I am not good with numbers. I hate anything accounting and crazy enough I was going to go into accounting in college. Uh, But I realized this is not for me. Um, but 
it is something that I know I I need to work on, but I don't necessarily lower my worth knowing that I'm not really great at something. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you some tips for you to use to help you kind of get out of this funk if you're in that funk or if you know somebody that's in a funk make sure you share the uh, the podcast with them or some of the tips that might be helpful post it on your social medias and tag me uh, the underscore confidence underscore catalyst and let me know what you learned from this episode Now, before I go into the tips, I do want to share something with you and I do find it it's really important. Um, When you are feeling like you're in a low space, in a low self-esteem phase, you can have harmful effects um, on your mental health, on your decision making, and even on the way that you look at yourself. When you have low self-esteem It doesn't matter what you look like. You will look in the mirror and you will find the stuff that's shitty. You will find the stuff that you don't like. Um, And so you know, if you know and you're aware, okay, I'm going through a phase right now of low self-esteem, at least you can acknowledge it and be aware of it. Like, okay, I'm, I'm in that phase. Um, So that you, it's almost like you're sending a signal to your brain saying, oh, yeah, 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 I'm in this phase right now, which doesn't make those comments or those things that you're seeing concrete because you're aware that, oh, this is happening because I'm in a low space right now. And that is the key. Um, So that's something that I really just wanted to make sure, um, you know, if you are having difficulties please don't be afraid to to reach out for help, to get some help, uh, because it is something that could take you into a very harmful place and that's not where we want you at. So let's get you to the tips. So I'm going to share with you three tips today. I'm going to leave the best for last um, because I feel like that's the most important, yet it's it's easy and it isn't. So let me just start with this. So one of the tips that I want to share with you all is challenge your thoughts. That is something that, for example, it's anything that disproves whatever you're thinking. So if, for example, you're saying, oh my gosh, I gained weight again. Like, oh, I'm the worst when it comes to diets. I suck. I can never do this. Stop. And this is where challenge your thoughts. Okay, Is there, has there been any other time in my life where I have followed a diet or I have followed through on something that I was doing? The answer will probably be yes. Yes, I have. You know, when, you know, when I was 15, when I was 10, whatever, I did this and I did follow through with it. Okay. So now the next piece is, so what can I do to work on it or to be better at this? So you know, if you're if you're planning, for example, on, you know, weight loss or being consistent with something, that is something that what can I do better? What can I do better? And why do I even want to do this? If it's something to prove for the outside world, it is probably why you're not following through with it. But if it's something that you are taking on internally, this is a great time to challenge those thoughts. Is this really true? Um, No, not really, because I'm good at other stuff. You know, like whatever it is that comes up, 
it's being vulnerable with yourself. Um, I think this is a great time to journal because you are writing things down and then you can, you know, you can actually think out loud like, is that really true? Am I really like the shittiest person on the planet right now? No, that's not true. What can I, what have I ever done in my past that disproves this? Well, you know, during Thanksgiving, I, you know, went to go help the homeless. I've done this. I've done that to help friends. Like, and just give yourself credit for that thing that disproves that thought that you have. So that's my tip number one. Second tip that I have for you is turning a, a negative self-talk into a positive one where you can make empowered decisions. So it's not like the first one because you're you're the first one you're challenging that thought. Um, but when it comes to turning negative self-talk into positive one is when you know now what you say out loud, like a negative thought saying, of course, I'm never going to get this job. Stop positive. What can I, how can I turn that into an empowered thought that helps me make a decision from an empowered place? So example on that, just that, like, oh, I suck. I'm never going to get any positions. Stop. What can I think that's positive? You know what? I'm going to give it all I got. I'm going to apply for all the positions that I know I'm worthy of. And I'm just going to take it one day at a time. That is a very different thought. But that's like literally you telling your brain, hey, none of this crap. And then you start flipping it into more of like a solution-based mindset where you don't focus on the the bad thing. It's just, okay, so what can I do about this? It's it's moving and shifting your brain into that solution-based mode. So that's number two. And the last, my favorite and most important is self-acceptance, self-love. Why? Because when you accept yourself, your self-esteem improves, which means that it will make you more confident. That step alone is probably one of the most powerful things in anything that you do. It's accepting what you are now. It's accepting who you are now. Accepting yourself fully and, and completely. The good, the bad, the ugly, everything. Because you know what? Overall, you're an amazing person. Overall, you got this. You're going to get through this. Overall, you're just going through a phase. And it, you, some of you might feel like it's a long ass phase. But at the same time, is you've been improving probably little by little along the way, but we just can't recognize it. And that's something that you do for any person who's going through any weight loss journey, for any person trying to get into a different position or starting their business self-acceptance is key because you know you're not great at everything and you're you know you're going to make mistakes and you accept that of yourself along the journey now that's easier said than done so it's just practicing a self-habit for self-acceptance it's you have to fill your cup you have to create a habit that's going to help you kind of fill your own cup every day. And by filling your own cup is whether you're giving yourself a compliment every day or, you know, you notice that as soon as you have a negative thought, you can boom, 
bump it out and make it a positive one or anything, any sort of progress, doesn't matter, small or big, but that you know that you're learning to accept yourself. Like the moment you look in the mirror, instead of immediately saying, oh gosh, five more pounds to go. No, you look at yourself and you say, I'm so grateful for my body that it's functioning now. Yes, I still have a lot to go, but the fact that it's healthy and it's working, we're on a good path here. So a lot of that is self, the self-acceptance piece is the key in all of this because you can always get better. Self-acceptance, you um, you neutralize um, any of your insecurities because you accept everything about you. And that, at the end of the day, is what makes you uniquely you. Because not everybody is going to be the same, folks. So I hope that you got the chance to really, really, really get clear on the difference between confidence and self-esteem and really take the tips to help you get through the process because we're all we will all face this phase at some point in our lives and the thing is just knowing how to get out of it so I still face it to this day and I have to figure ways to get myself out of it and it's just it happens to everybody so we just have to know we're not alone a lot of people are going through are going through it and hopefully it helps somebody out. If it helped you, like I said, please make sure you share um, a takeaway that you had for the podcast. Um, tag us, let us know what you think, what other topics you want to cover, whether it's relationships, money, um, anything, anything else that comes to mind. Let us know and we will see you all next week. Take care. Take care.